1: The purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. Ralph Waldo Emerson.
0: Hey, we're Andrew Jennifer Smith, your host of the Marriage After God podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by our faithful patron team who have chosen to help financially support this show monthly. So we just want to thank all of you who have supported and signed up. We just appreciate all the support. It helps get this pod, this podcast and our prayer emails into thousands and tens of thousands of married couples homes. And so if you've signed up and joined the Patreon team, we just want to thank you. If you have not yet, we want to invite you to become a faithful patron partner and your financial support helps us keep our podcast, keep our emails going. And so we really appreciate that. And so if you want to join the patron team, just visit marriageaftergod.com forward slash patron and fill out the form and uh, join the team.
1: Well, it kind of feels weird being back to a little bit of normal because we just uh, finished an eight part series. And so I got in like this rhythm of what the series was going to be. But
0: I did like doing this, that eight part series.
1: I did like it. And if you listening, if you liked the series, would you just jump on Instagram if you have it and go to marriage after God and, and direct message us, DM us and let us know and let us know if we should continue with series, because if we're podcasting next year, we can throw in another series. Um, and if if you're going to go that far, also give us some ideas on what what types of things you would want us to talk about, like if you have a series idea for us.
0: Speaking of asking you to do things, also... <laughs> We're not done yet. yet I want to <laughs> ask if you would do us a favor, if you haven't done so already, and leave us a review today on the podcast. Wherever you're listening, um, give us a star rating and a review. And that actually helps all the algorithms and all the, the things on the back end tell people that our podcast is worth listening to. So if you enjoy it, if you love it, would you leave us a star rating today and write us a review? We'd love to. And we also, um, we like to reading those reviews. So encouraging on our podcasts. So,
1: okay, you guys, um, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. We usually launch our podcast episodes on Thursday, but with it, being Thanksgiving, I told her, let's, let's launch it the day before, give people a chance to listen because they're going to be so busy tomorrow.
0: Which can I at, ask who told 2023 that it could be done so, so fast?
1: fast? I know. It's crazy. Thanksgiving. It's wild. I uh, love Thanksgiving,
0: by the way. I, I know. Love I love food.
1: So do I. This is a holiday <laughs> that so many of us look forward to for different reasons. Uh, for some, it means family traveling to you. This is our case. Um, my family's coming out to visit for Thanksgiving um, and For others, there might be excitement around traveling somewhere, going somewhere to see your family or see your friends. Or eating ham. Oh, totally eating. Or my favorite yams (laughs) with
0: marshmallows. (laughs)
1: but we also know that some families are experiencing pain during this time or even disappointment. Maybe the plans that you had made didn't work out uh, the way that you had expected, or maybe you're grieving the loss of a loved one. We just wanted to say that we are all here for each other and whether you're celebrating or having, you know, Mm -hmm. a more quiet holiday this season, uh, we can all appreciate those who are close to us. And we just wanted to encourage you to remind those who you love, why you love them.
0: That's good and while you're thankful for them.
1: And I just want to add this one note, it's more of an encouragement to myself, but for all of us, be present with your family this holiday season Mm. going into Christmas too. Um, Sometimes we can be on autopilot or have our phones in front of our faces, but remember to put them down and remember to just make that eye contact and really be, be present in each other's spaces because we need that human contact.
0: <laughs> I know some families are getting like, I don't know if everyone knows what a Faraday bag is, but those like those lead line bags that oh, yeah. keep signals from going. Oh in, yeah, yeah. And they're requiring family members to put their phones in oh, the really? bag before they That's come so into funny. the house.
1: It's probably a good idea though. Cause think but about how much away, more yeah. connection though there is.
0: So today's episode, we want to focus on this idea of serving with your spouse and serving with your family and doing something for other people.
1: Yeah. We wanted to share an experience that we had with our family recently. Um, Just talk a little bit about why it was a valuable experience for us. And it was a
0: lot of fun. And
1: it was a lot of fun. It (laughs) was fun for us. It was fun for the kids. Um, So I'll kind of jump into that. And then we're We'll just go from there. <laughs> um, so we do Adventure School Fridays. Being homeschooled, we're with each other a lot. And so this year, we we decided to start up a co-op um, of sorts where families can join us and the moms or dads can participate in kind of leading an adventure or some type of learning every Friday. And so well, it's not always outdoors, but it can be. Um, I'm assuming when the weather gets really bad, we might hit indoors a little bit, but we've done things like toured farms. Um, we've gone on hikes. Um, there's some art days coming up. And so it's just kind of like a wide range of whatever we can come up with. And some of the, uh, parents have skills themselves to offer the kids. And so they're using that, um, as a means. You to. must
0: have posted about this recently on Instagram because I noticed a handful of messages of,
1: of mm-hmm.
0: families or mothers saying, what is adventure school? I want to know oh, about really? this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I do share about it on my Instagram. So if you want to follow along, it's unveiled wife. And I do like to share like kind of just snippets of what we're doing. And I don't post every time we do it, but I do post often.
0: Uh, one of the recent ones we just did, um, which is one of the few that I've been able, I've been able to participate in yeah. and you guys did it at night, which made it easier. And all the dads came, which was a lot of fun. And we borrowed a church and all the kids did a presentation of something. <laughs> some, all of saying a song, she did the star-spangled banner, uh-huh. which she did awesome at. Some did, um, little presentations about some character from earth figure from the, from the past. It was really cool. It was really cool. Seeing the kids present these uh, things that they they came up with, what they wanted to do. Some of them had hard time. Some of them had an easy time, but it was so cool that they all did it.
1: Mm-hmm. It was really cool. There's another one in the spring coming up. I'm excited to see what the kids come up with.
0: Yeah. the These little adventure schools you've been doing have been really, really awesome. And I think the kids are loving them. I they know, are. I know they, they are. are.
1: So, one of, so what we wanted to share with you guys today was an experience that we had with um, one of the adventure school days that... I had a desire to do was a community service project. And so I reached out to a local um, organization here in central Oregon called crystal peaks youth ranch. And it's a Christian organization that they rescue horses, but it's also a program for children um, where foster children come and spend time with the horses and they, and they also they use received... the
0: horses to help rescue the yes. children. And they also yeah. share
1: the gospel with them. And it's just really cool. And when we were there, they showed this little promo video and they were even talking about Monday men. And they are, there's these volunteers of men who come who can like do things with like handy tools and they yeah, provide they build things. They, and they build can... things and they do yeah. stuff on the property that helps make it so beautiful, which it really is beautiful. Uh, but I just, um, I was really grateful that they let our team come all of our kids. Cause we have a really big group with different age ranges and they said, come on down. And so we, we all showed up and we got to ride on a wagon down to their garden and real quick. I just want to talk about
0: Crystal Peaks youth ranch. Yep. It's beautiful. It's built. it's, it's in central Oregon and it's built on an old cinder pit, but it's doesn't look like that anymore. Oh No,
1: it's all curated. It's curated and
0: beautiful. And, um, because volunteers like us have done stuff over the years. Showing up. Yep. And the, there's the horses and there's the trails. And then, uh, it was just, I just wanted to say it was all old ranchy, but (laughs) so cute and beautiful. Like we, we went into the big building in the beginning to kind of get our debrief and they had like a wood burning stove going and it smelled awesome. I just,
1: just wood everywhere.
0: It was really cool, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was really cool. So we, so the task that they gave us for the day, which we're some of us were like, oh no, we didn't know we what, what were. Yeah, do. what are we gonna do? Um, they had us dig for potatoes, yeah, they and have, uh, they had a massive garden with rows and rows and rows of. It was just mounds of dirt, and like all what was the green part had kind of wilted and was dried up and so, so had we had to find the potatoes and you guys i'm telling you two hours worth of digging like it was a treasure hunt and the kids were so excited like every time they found one, they're like you know they measuring just, them up And everyone's
0: Kevin said i want to go home i'm yeah. done they were like they just wanted to dig in the ground
1: they, their goal <laughs> some of our kids had goals of finding the biggest potato um but it was It was really fun to be out there and like, it was kind of a cold day. And so there was some snotty nosed kids with, with potato and not potato with dirt Dirt and smeared across their faces (laughs) and it was all over us. Um, But it was so much fun. And I took this picture when we were done, um, as we were leaving Aaron of you holding Edith on the back of one of the wagon Kubota things. And the way that you look in this picture that I was able to capture is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I really like it. I know. Thank you. I should post it on Instagram. I like you you a lot. (laughs) Um, I do like that you were there with me, that you said yes, and that you were able to uh, pull away from work to do that. So thank you for coming. Um, And so with all of that shared, we just wanted to use our experience to share with you guys about the importance of serving together, Um, serving as a couple, but also serving alongside your kids. This is a really important message and picture that we get to show them.
0: Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 prayers for our marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift— powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. They they see us wanting to do things, Mm -hmm. not feeling forced, not feeling obligated, but like, Hey, we want to go do this. Uh, And one huge benefit I can, I can, I know right away from doing these sorts of things is it takes away the, the fear of Stepping out and saying, "Oh, what, what are they going to say? Or what am I going to have to do? Or uh, what? I just go and ask them if I can come help." And it, because when you meet those people, and most you most ministries are like this, <laughs> like the, those people that run that ministry, they are passionate and loving and so yeah. kind, and so just go get, stepping out of our comfort zones and going to do that shows our children, like first of all, that we want to do it, that we can do it, because we always tell our kids we do hard things. Yeah, but it it makes it that much easier to do it in the future. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this with prayer. The more we pray with our kids, our kids aren't going to have a, a uncomfortable relationship with prayer. It's going to be like, no, that's kind of normal. It's what we do.
1: Because you so, practice it. Yeah. So
0: serving yeah. and doing that and doing it with your kids creates that. So good. in them.
1: So let's talk about our history just for a minute, Erin, because we've always loved to serve together, and it's kind of like how our relationship started. Well, it
0: was part of the deal was <laughs> like, like, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do it together. And we're going to do it for God. That's
1: true. That was part of your proposal. Um, so this isn't just to boast or anything. It's just for you guys to get to know us a little bit and for us to reminisce because mm. that's always fun to do. So when we first met, we met at a Bible study and you very early on recruited me to serve with you at another church uh, for their youth group. It's true and that was super fun. We did all kinds of games with them, all-nighters. We did
0: that was fun.
1: Years worth of Yeah, we did. spending that for time years. with the youth. Um another thing that we did was we served a camp up in Washington. It had ties to the church that we were serving the youth group in and yeah, you had y- been going yeah, the every youth summer pastor
0: that was my mentor also hosted a, a camp up in Washington every year. It was a summer camp yeah. and, uh, and I, and I, I started going up there with them every year. And then when mm-hmm. I met you and also a bunch of other friends that I recruited to be youth leaders, we started we going to, go. to do that also. Yeah.
1: That was super fun.
0: I miss that. Camp Shiloh. Yeah. That That's was, was that was
1: awesome. I wonder if we have any Camp Shiloh listeners. It'd be crazy. We well, probably do actually. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Cause on Facebook, you see all these people who once were small, grown up and, and having families like of their own. And... Um, but we do miss all those people up in Washington. We should go visit them soon. That was a lot of fun. Okay, so we also um, we served in Bible study together. That Bible study that I that I met you at, yep. kind of turned into its own little home church, and we all had roles. We, we all had roles. Or yeah. you like you could volunteer for different things. Um, we served in Africa together after we got married, and with that missions organization, it was stationed in Florida. We moved there to serve them.
0: Yeah. We worked, we worked for them. You, did you do finances and stuff with yeah. them? Yeah.
1: The only time in my life that I said yes to reconciling books and
0: yeah. not my
1: jam. <laughs> uh, but okay. So after getting married, we've served each other ever since then. Um, and for we the still most do. part. <laughs> for the most part.
0: We serve each other.
1: <laughs> okay. So then there was a break in our serving because if you know our story, we were kind of falling apart. Our marriage was falling apart. Yeah, early on. This was, yeah, early in marriage and it lasted a few years. And I would say during that time was probably the hardest time for us to even see outside of ourselves. Least consistent (laughs) in in church, least
0: consistent in doing anything. Yeah. Yeah like outside of just jobs and
1: yeah, you were kind of pursuing work in your own things. I was pursuing work in my own things. And it was just because, um, our eyes were on ourselves and we were going through a really painful time in our marriage. And so there was no hope or joy or encouragement to give others because we didn't know that yet. We didn't know what that looked like.
0: We needed to be served. We needed someone to come minister to us.
1: Yeah. And we, we actually received that, um, in Um, about our fourth year of marriage, we started going to this marriage ministry and we definitely received that. And so I just, I'll give a shout out to them too. It's called fuse. All the people that were a part of that ministered to our lives and encouraged us and showed us how maintaining our marriage and centering it upon God is the bedrock and foundation of a strong marriage.
0: Speaking of that, kind of season in earlier, I wanted to, can I mention a text message I just got? Yeah, go for friend? it. From um, a ran- friend. Randomly got a text message from a friend. I'm not going to mention who, but it was really encouraging because in this idea of serving, the idea is, is not just to like, look, I did all this good stuff. It's that you, your life is being used, that you're allowing God to, to speak through you, mm-hmm. move through that you're, you're not just self-seeking. You're, you're like, okay, God, you've given me so much. Use me Mm -hmm. for what you're doing. Um, And this is a a friend of mine from a long time ago. And he just texted me out of nowhere and he said, Hey, Aaron, just wanted to send a message to you saying, I'm thankful for the role you had in my salvation. I was showing my daughter pictures of you and your family. You are a richly blessed person that has blessed so many others. Love you brother. Hope everything is well. And this was like 21 years ago (laughs) that this relationship was where he's talking about. And, you don't ever know the kind of impact you're going to have on someone's life mm-hmm. if you just go and serve them and love them and speak to them and encouragement with the word of God and remind and let them know what the gospel is. And uh, what's awesome is this gentleman and his wife now serve in their marriage ministry, so cool. at their church, <laughs> and they said how they just love loving on couples mm-hmm. and pointing them to Jesus and encouraging them to walk faithfully and humbly before their God. So I'm telling you, of...
1: when you read, when you step outside of yourself to serve, it does spark something in, in other people that they go, Oh, mm-hmm. I can do that too. It's a, it's a really good thing for the believer to see and to yeah, experience.
0: And I don't want to take credit for his salvation. I, I just, all I can say is I was just walking with God mm-hmm. and encouraging a, a brother in his faith <laughs> and t- t- sharing who God is. And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. we, we say yes to God and we allow him to use us.
1: So going back to a little bit of our history, um, once we got over that hump early in our marriage and we experienced others kind of serving and encouraging our marriage, we served in that very marriage ministry for a few years. And um, we ended up going with the church to Nicaragua. We did a little missions trip with them. And that was together before we had kids. That was super fun. Um, And so along the way, we've served in any capacity that we had the opportunity to say yes to helping others move, helping others with babysitting, essentially using our
0: skills and resources, using
1: whatever we had. Um, if someone was sick, being able to serve them with bringing over a meal,
0: it's just been really a huge blessing to us to be able to, Mm -hmm. Be in people's spaces Mm -hmm. and to be a part of people's lives and to love on them.
1: When uh, I have this memory of when our kids were still really little and we wanted to incorporate them in serving others. And we showed up, I think it was in the fall, it was either the fall or the spring, but we showed up to a friend's house with gloves and shovels and a garbage bag. And we were like, hey, can we just clean out your garden bed for you? And we went around the whole exterior of their home with all their gardens and they had a really nice garden, beautiful flowers. Um, But we got to show the kids even then at a young age, like we can do this for other people just because, just because there's, there's no reward other than we want to bless them.
0: Which reminds me of when I was a youth leader Mm -hmm. at my church. One of the things that our, my mentor, our youth pastor had us do with all the kids was this Thing he called risk, random incidents of census kindness, <laughs> and we'd find something in the in the community to do, and we'd all go together as a youth group and go mm-hmm. do it. Uh, I was thinking of the gardening thing. There was a an old folks' home. Mm-hmm right around right around the corner from my house and we went and did gardening yeah. I like cleaned up their garden but made it look really pretty and spent that. some time with them i remember
1: that it's a really memorable thing to do something outside of the box and outside of yourself and um it's a gift it's a gift that you give to others but it's also a gift to your marriage when you serve in any capacity with your spouse and it's a gift to your kids um because not only are you forming memories like i have this memory With my family, I was probably 13 and there was this family camp up in the hills in California and you could go at a discounted rate if your family came that specific weekend and served the camp. And so what we did, um, our job, because they broke it down by like last name, our family had to take out all the chairs in all the different facilities and wash them. So I have this memory of washing probably thousands of chairs over the course of a day and a half, (laughs) Crazy, Um, but it was fun. I, and I don't remember anything else we did that weekend, but I do remember making that memory with my family and being encouraged by it, that our family is the kind of family that helps others and does things for free and for, for the gift of joy and, Mm -hmm. you know, blessing. Let's normalize (laughs) serving. Let's let's normalize it. I like that. Um, Okay, so that's a bit of Aaron and I serving. Do you want to share anything more about like your heart behind why why we serve? Well,
0: I think just in general when you think about how much God has given us, mm-hmm. that he's given us everything. That in itself makes it easier to give that mm-hmm. and to and to do and and you're not doing it to earn anything from God. Because right. again, we've we've talked about this over and over. That's not how the gospel works. Yeah. We can't earn anything. We do it because of the gospel.
1: But we can't do it because it pleases him. It
0: definitely pleases him. (laughs) I agree with that.
1: Um, Okay, so one of the things that I wanted to go over today, we wanted to go over today, um, were the benefits. Benefits for you as a couple and benefits for you as a whole family unit uh, Mm. serving together. And so let's just tackle some of these. What does it do for a marriage?
0: So benefits of serving together in your marriage is it builds unity. That's uh, you, you doing this together. You're on the same page together. You're you're doing something for God together. It builds unity in a major way.
1: Yeah, it provides the opportunity to uh, learn and practice good communication, mm-hmm. um, being inconvenienced because yeah. that's a part of it sometimes. Um, making plans, sticking to commitments. Yep. these are all really good unity-building things.
0: Um, it also makes other issues seem small, like, like especially
1: you give- if you
0: go. <sighs>
1: It gives you you perspective.
0: Yeah, it gives you perspective. You're not going to always be helping someone that's, you know, quote unquote, less fortunate because you could be helping your friend who's totally just fine, but you want to go serve them and love them. But helping other people and and giving of your time and your energy and your resources definitely puts other things in perspective, things that we're so concerned about, so worried about. So, but you're like, oh, like, that's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, this is a bigger deal. It's also a good distraction
1: from those things. (laughs) Um So there's the the gift of generosity, of giving of your time and effort, effort, all of it. Um, and those are things that you and your spouse get to talk about and Mm -hmm. reminisce in and build each other and encourage each other up and is recognizing that, that you are sharing that gift with others.
0: And I think it also reminds us of the purpose of our time, talents, and resources. Like it's not just for ourselves. Um, I always mention this, um, the fruit of a tree. And when we talk about good fruit, the fruit of a tree is not necessarily for the fruits, for the tree's sake. It's for others.
1: That they would taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah.
0: So uh, the fruit of our lives, yes, we of course benefit from it, but it's meant to benefit others. So
1: I would also say that one of the benefits of serving others together helps us serve each other better. Yeah. It's just like the more practice that you give to something, the better you are at that thing.
0: And takes our eyes off ourselves, yeah. which means we're more prone to put our eyes on yeah. your spouse or mm-hmm. others.
1: Also, um, it's the way that Christ walked. It was his example. He mm-hmm. served others. He was a servant. He came to serve and that's kingdom work. And so one thing that I've really loved about serving others, Aaron, with you is that I know that there's purpose in it, that there's, that we are, mm-hmm. um, contributing to the kingdom together.
0: I also want to mention that these are, there's benefits to serving that are totally okay, but I feel like we sometimes feel guilty for having, like the enjoyment of the thing you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's, we had a lot of fun picking potatoes.
1: Yeah. Especially because this last year we didn't do a garden. So I I know it made me miss gardening and I was like,
0: oh, we get to the garden. Uh, But they also let us take potatoes home. That's true. And so some people might feel guilty, like, no, no, no. Like this is just for you. We did it just, no, what's wrong with? Benefiting from the the work you're doing. Um, when we went to Africa, so we, we, while we were there, we got to be, we got to see and experience some amazing things. Like
1: seeing Victoria Falls. Yeah. And that double rainbow. And just rainbow. sitting
0: on a dock on a lake and watching the tropical fish underneath us. And the, all the driving and all the, all the, we got to have a lot of really awesome experiences while there that we benefit from personally. Yeah. And so serving together as a a couple, you get the benefit personally in in a lot of ways. It feels good. Yeah. (laughs) To to serve.
1: Okay. So um, there's also, I mean, some of this is probably going to overlap, but there's uh, benefits for the whole family serving together too. Um, we talked about unity and it unifies you as a family unit that you you're all, team. Are, yeah, you're all participating to do something hard. We always tell our kids, we do hard things. Well, if you go and serve and you do something hard together, you're proving that statement to be true Yeah, as a whole. And everybody gets to communicate. It's also a really good opportunity for, you know, when children are being raised, they come up, Against their flesh, and you know, well,
0: it's a natural, naturally selfish. Like the world's about me, right? What, what do I get when so I? So serving get it?
1: others will provide an opportunity where you get to teach them and talk to them about what it means to give of yourself, to give of your time, to be uncomfortable, yeah. to be inconvenienced. All of that—that's that. a
0: big benefit. Yeah, to, to our children specifically, um, it shows them the power of what they're capable of.
1: Of what? Yeah. So it
0: expands their their realm of like, wow, I look, I didn't even know I can do that. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome.
1: And along those same lines, it's, it's inspiring because then maybe one of your kids will, uh, be encouraged to want to do something for someone. And then they lead out in an invitation, like, let's go do this for this person.
0: Um, I think speaking of the, that idea, the, invita- the, um, them wanting to do it, you never know, you never know what, uh, career or passion yeah. might develop inside of your child, they might fall in love with that, whatever it is that you go do, True. they might, that might become their future, like mm-hmm. they, uh, th- you know, philanthropy or a business to support that thing. Yeah, You never know.
1: That's really good. What's
0: going to like be sparked inside of them.
1: In marriage after God, we wrote that book to encourage couples to recognize their purpose as a as a couple to how they can serve God together. So
0: go get a copy of marriage after God. (laughs) No,
1: but what you're saying (laughs) is really cool because it trickles down even to the children. This idea that one day they're going to take their experiences and add it to their spouses and say, okay, now, now that we have these experiences and this know-how, what can we do to serve God together? And they're going to pull from this memory bank. So this is really good.
0: And it's so important to remind our children when we're serving that we don't serve to earn something from God it's or even
1: from other people
0: or from other people. The, the two things we're serving because of what God has given us, mm-hmm. because we love him and we're serving others because we love them. Mm-hmm. So we're not doing these things to, you know, earn check marks with God or, uh, to, uh, put ourselves in a certain light with other people. Actually, the Bible actually talks about that our motives and how we um, do things matters. Yeah. And so we want to remind them that serving is it's what Christians do because we love Jesus. It's because of what, what he's done for us. And then we serve people and others because we love them.
1: Yeah. Uh, Christ is our example and our motivation for why we serve. And Always. so let's look at some scripture um, to see what our template is.
0: Okay, so <laughs> Mark, can I start with the first one? Yeah, go ahead. Cool. Mark ten forty five. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That one's really good because this is, this is the ultimate examples. Mm-hmm. Jesus, like mm-hmm. be like Jesus, what would Jesus do? And Jesus himself, though God <laughs> came to serve men. He even right before he died, instead of we were just, you were just talking about this to Elliot or someone in the car there, because there were fighting over a seat or something. And and we're like, you know, Jesus, when he sat at the table, excuse me, when he sat at the table with his disciples, he didn't pick the best seat. On the contrary, he actually wrapped his, you know, cloak around his waist and became a servant in that Mm -hmm. moment and washed Mm -hmm. their feet. So he is the ultimate servant.
1: (laughs) Well, and I love that in this uh, verse, it pairs serving with, and then it says to give his life as a ransom for many. And so we need to remember that when we so serve, to give, there's okay. sacrifice involved. It's not always convenient. It's not always easy. It's not always uh, done in a place where you have a lot to give, whether it's financially or time or whatever it is. And we need to remember that serving is paired or tied to this sacrifice. idea of sacrifice. And so if we can remember that, I think that's where the joy of it comes from because you know that it's not, like you said, you're not doing it to, 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 get anything in return. Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of investment.
0: Would you say it's okay for someone to serve when it is convenient? Like, so of course, like this is just, you know, going to work out. Well, some people
1: are gifted in the way that they give gifts or the way that they, uh, have do hospitality or, you know, like for some people, it just comes a little bit easier to serve or have eyes to see. Yeah, what needs quote, to be unquote, served.
0: More convenient for them more because convenient it's easier for them. where someone else might have a really hard struggle, like yeah. uh, how do I have people at or even, home or cook for someone or yeah. what do I do? Yeah.
1: Or even just season. Like maybe you find in one season that it's really easy to serve, you know, five different families at the same time and you're just going, going, going. And then other seasons you pull back because you realize your capacity is a lot smaller for some reason. And that's okay. That's okay to recognize those things. But again, I just wanted to say, I love that in this verse, when it says that, um, the son of man came not to be served, but to serve that's, that's in so many different ways. Jesus served in so many different ways, but I love that it also says, and to give his life. So we can
0: adopt that same
1: mentality and heart posture of,
0: well, I I'm here to serve, not be served
1: hmm. So the next one is Luke 22, 24 through 27. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. Again, going back to I think so funny. <laughs> explaining to our children why we don't fight over the best seed or the best food or the best anything. Um, And, and he said to them, so this is Jesus talking to his disciples, the Kings of the Gentiles exercise Lordship over them. And those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you rather let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as the one who serves for who is the greater one who reclines at the table or one who serves. Is it not the one who reclines at the table? but I am among you as the one who serves. So again, I just love this. He's picture. pointing out
0: where he should be. Yeah. But where he is at instead. But
1: where he's at instead. And so he has the authority to be the one who doesn't have to serve, who doesn't have to do anything. And yet in that place of honor and pl- and position and power, he chooses yeah. to be the one that serves.
0: Well, and it's also, it's so, it's God's culture. Yeah. It's like, you know, the world, does it this way, Mm. but we're going to do it this way. We're not going to use the same system. We're not going to use the same hierarchical um, mindset. Yeah. Instead you lower yourself and that's how you become greatest in the kingdom of heaven is you lower yourself. And Jesus was the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. He became the lowest even to death on a cross.
1: And I feel like this passage really tackles those fleshly things that we, we wrestle with even today when it comes to expectations in relationships or, um, or marriage. Marriage. Yeah, for sure.
0: Because if we're, if we're, con- I was, I was thinking about this as, as we've been reading these, uh, if we're constantly in a place in our relationship with our spouse where we're expecting and demanding them to serve us, that's the wrong perspective. Mm-hmm. Now it's okay to look forward to them serving you and, and re- re- desiring them to serve you. Yeah. But if your perspective is no, they're to serve me, not the other way around, mm-hmm there's going to be a lot of tension and strife there and that actually is the opposite of the example that we're talking about right now from Christ. So yeah. but if both husband and wife operate in a way to lower themselves below their spouse and to lift their spouse up, mm-hmm. what do you think will happen? Both husband and wife are going to be lifting each other up yep. constantly and serving each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And man that that is an amazing example to show to your kids
1: mm-hmm. and it's walking in humility that was the other thing that i was trying to think of but i had lost my train of thought is just being able to remember that we're choosing humility
0: yeah so let's go on to the next verses, john 13 12 through 17 when he had finished washing their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place he said to them do you understand what i have done to you you call me teacher and lord and you are right for so for so I am. If I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them.
1: I love the way that this ends with that call to pursue life and relationships and people the same way Christ And the same way that he loved them and honored them and did something as, you know, serving them with washing their feet before they ate.
0: Something I never noticed before in this is he compares, he says, do you not know that I'm your Lord and savior and teacher and you're right for saying so? He's like, but so if I'm washing your feet, then you should do the same. And then he says, a servant is not greater than his master. So anytime we act in a way where we put ourselves above people mm. when we um demand that others serve us what we're essentially saying is that we're greater than Jesus mm. we're essentially saying that we deserve something that Jesus himself who did deserve it did not take mm-hmm. but instead served and he, and he's saying he's like if you're seeing your lord and your teacher serve in this way that's good you should always serve this way because mm. you are not greater than me
1: mm-hmm. That's really good. I also, um, I just love that it says, blessed or blessed are you if you do them. Yeah. Like we got, we got to remember, even though we're serving not to receive anything, not to get anything back, we still are blessed in doing them.
0: Yeah. What's that verse? It's more blessed to give than, than it is to, receive. to
1: receive. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He's so good. I know. <laughs> All right. This last one is Philippians 2. Mm-hmm. So again, him just recognizing who he is, his identity, his power, his authority, and saying, but I'm a servant. And he's identifying himself as a servant.
0: Yeah. And he, and he came, it says in the form of God, he is God, but didn't operate in this earth in a way to, um, demand that, that, um, perspective from people. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we, we need to recognize how big that is, that if God himself would come down and lower himself in such a way, what does that mean for us? How often do we think
1: when it says he emptied himself and that was a continual thing, Yeah, he
0: poured it out.
1: (laughs) That was not just on the cross, although that was the ultimate sacrifice and serving that he could have done for us. But his whole ministry was him emptying out, giving of himself for others
0: And something even more amazing is when I I just thought about this, you know, his equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself on the cross. He poured out his own righteousness so that we can actually have the righteousness of God. And that's what the Bible says. It says he became a propitiation. He replaced our, us with him. And so he actually emptied out his righteousness into us, Mm -hmm. all who believe, which is pretty incredible to think about. And it it makes me more convicted on like why we don't, recognize that more that we we have the righteousness of Christ dwelling in us, that we can actually serve on that level.
1: Yeah. I love it. As it's beautiful, guys. Um, I also want to point out that um, I like in this verse specifically, it says that he took the form of a servant. And then it goes on to say being born in the likeness of men. And so when you think about, you know, mm-hmm. we've talked often on our podcast about that symbolism of the clay in the potter's hands. Um, but I like that it says the form of a servant here. And it's like something to be molded into something to be shaped into something that is beautiful. Mm. Yeah, an artifact. If you think about clay or pottery, like something beautiful to behold. And I, I want to take that kind of form <laughs> like Jesus did. Um, mm. And so I just want to point out that being a servant is one who uh, recognizes what their purpose is being emptied mm-hmm. out. You know what that means. Like you understand and you go yep. for it.
0: And it might be, it might seem like, well, it's easy for Jesus. He was God, but it says right here, it says he humbled himself. So he had flesh like ours that desired to be recognized, that desire to be comfortable, that desire to be fed. That desire. Okay. To
1: but be, there's nothing easy about becoming obedient to the point of death. Not one no, person can he, say that that's an easy thing to do. He laid
0: down. He had to actually choose to be humble. Yeah. It says he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This is what we see in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's saying, Lord, is there another way? Yeah. But not my will be done. So it, it says that he learned, um, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Mm-hmm. So the word says about Jesus. So we are to do the same thing. It's not going to come natural to us to mm-hmm. want to serve and to want to be humble and to want to, we have to choose it. lay our lives down for others. And yeah, it's got to be something that we, we actively
1: yeah. do. So Jesus,
0: Jesus humbled himself then we need to do the same thing. And we're when we, we do <laughs>
1: and when we do we bless others and we're and we're blessed. He mm-hmm. says that. Um, we become a light in this world. And I've been talking to the kids a lot about this like as a family unit when we choose to operate in a way in the way that we engage with one another and the things that we do we become a light to others. And so when they ask yeah. us, "Well, why is your family like that?" we can say it's the testimony of Christ in our life. Um, and so in every opportunity that we have to serve someone else in this world, we're, we're sharing that light with them. We're sharing the light of the gospel yeah. with them. Um, I, I also want to share that a little shout out. There's a, um, a homeschool company called not consumed a mom who uh, is really passionate about sharing resources with people. And I just bought a Bible study pack from not consumed um, all about relationships and they have these little booklets and one of them is about serving others and becoming a servant. And so I'm really excited to go through the kids with it starting in the new year. That's going to be good. If you're interested, check that out. It's not consumed.
0: So to close this out, we just want to reiterate that uh, serving now I, I want to say, shouldn't feel like a chore, but it's, it, it is something that's going to cause sacrifice. It's going to be something that is going to, you're going to have to go out of your way for it. It's going to well, be something you have to plan.
1: And it's one of those things that sometimes you choose to walk in something and your heart follows later. Like after the fact, you realize, that is true. Oh, that's the purpose. That's why I did it. It's like your eyes are open to it. And so sometimes it's just a matter of being obedient to the call and obedient to the opportunity that God provides to say yes.
0: And having a heart of prayer saying, Lord, open my eyes to the opportunities that you bring to me, the people that you bring to me and help show me how I can serve them.
1: And most definitely your spouse, because this is a marriage podcast. We need to remind each other that our eyes should be open to one another and how we can serve each other daily, whether that's a small thing, or maybe it's a little bit more extravagant because you just have this wild idea of how to serve your spouse. But there are things that we could be doing daily to serve one another.
0: As we mentioned in Marriage After God, one of our main themes throughout that book is your when you practice your ministry at home with your spouse and your mm-hmm. children, then doing that ministry outside your home becomes much more natural.
1: Yeah, for so, sure, the yes becomes easier yeah. too. So, what are for those listening? What are five ways that they can serve their spouse either today or this week that are that would be super easy?
0: Uh, keeping an eye out for something that would be a blessing to them, like a treat or a, a gift or a coffee um, or or time alone if they want it or nice. time with you.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm going to go straight for the spiritual one and say, wash their feet. Uh, I was able to do this with you one time, and it was during a season of our time of our marriage that was in need of healing and hope. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really a powerful experience. I have this other friend who they chose to do it on their wedding day. You know, some people will light a candle or do some sort of unity, something they washed each other's feet and it was so beautiful.
0: Um, another one would be, and this is like physical touch, uh, find a way to give them like a foot massage, a back massage, a head massage, a tickle rub, something that's going to just be like, Hey, I love you. And I just, I want to, you know, bring you some joy right now.
1: (laughs) Deal. And then you you (laughs) do one more and I'll do one more.
0: Um, Oh, uh, what's another way?
1: Okay. I'll say what you did for me yesterday. Okay. Okay. So Aaron, I, I dislocated a toe in jujitsu earlier last week and, uh, getting ready for Thanksgiving. We have family coming out and I had a work day yesterday and I was gone and Aaron mopped the floor for me. Oh yeah. Cuz walking around on it kind of hurts right now. So, thank you for that. I also
0: cleaned the stove the other day, you which did. I haven't done in a while. <laughs> thank
1: you for doing that. So, these are just little things that really bless your spouse, especially if they're in a state where they can't do the normal. Um and then the last one we'll end with is just prayer. Not just prayer. Prayer is probably the most important and easy thing to step into. Yeah, ask them, how can I pray for you? Ask them, how can I pray for you today? It could even be a text, "Hey, I want to pray for you. Give me 3 things that I can be praying over you for." So,
0: there Love we go. That. So uh, the growth spurt for this month.
1: You might have to remind them yeah. what that is because we took a break when we were doing the series for eight weeks.
0: We All year we've been doing these growth spurts each month where we have a theme and it's kind of like an action item. Something it's like a little challenge for you guys. For month. Yeah. And this one's going to go through the end of the year. Yep. And the, the growth spurt is tis the season to be present. I thought and, you were going to lead into that. Like yeah, tis the season. To be present. To be and present. So, Let's, I heard it in Let's my mind be present way. because we have so many things, especially with technology these days that are taking our attention mm-hmm. and they draw us. And for, for whatever reason, we're drawn to them and the, the notification and the, and the phone call and the, the, all the things and the, and they draw our eyes down.
1: Okay. So let's your, put our
0: phones away. Here, let's put our,
1: serve uh, your spouse this week by hiding their phone for a little bit.
0: There you go. Just
1: kidding. You'll freak them out. Yeah. Leave <laughs> your,
0: leave your phone in the other room. That's a, this is just a good practice. Yeah. Like, leave it in the other room.
1: And it's not just about your phone. It's about being present in any capacity that you can in the moment with your spouse.
0: Yeah. So like if it's coming to, you know, cooking, you know, big meals, be present in that. Don't let it be something that's a, uh, chore again, but have it be something that's joyful and fun. Like, Oh, we're doing this as a family together. Be present.
1: Good. Okay. Um, we hope that you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving tomorrow with your family and friends and, or today, if you're celebrating today or this weekend, if you're celebrating this weekend, but we hope that it's a really, um, uh, full of joy and hopeful time together. Uh, we're going to end this episode with a prayer. So please join us. Dear Lord, thank you for the reminder that serving others is important. We pray we would never neglect or lose sight of serving each other in marriage. We also pray we would be quick to offer help to others. As we serve others together, we pray we would be unified. Lord, help us to have eyes to see where we can serve others. We pray we would be willing to serve even if it's difficult or hard or inconvenient. We pray you would inspire us this next season to go out of our way to serve each other with joy. We pray serving together makes our marriage even stronger. In Jesus' name, amen.